0: This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're turning our attention to one of the legislative priorities for the state's Society of Orthopedic Surgeons. And to do that, we're joined by Dr. John DePretta, a past president of the group's board and an orthopedic surgeon in the Capital region. Welcome to the show, Dr. DePretta.
1: Thank you, David. Thank you for having us, and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, share our concerns.
0: Well, I want to start with the issue of prior authorization, which basically refers to getting health insurers to sign off on a course of action and is often cited as a barrier to accessing health care. What is the orthopedic perspective uh, on prior authorization and what it can mean for your patients potentially accessing care in a timely fashion?
1: Our concern is that issues with prior authorization, in particular uh, delaying in authorization, say, for advanced imaging or surgical procedures, ends up delaying care for our patients, which uh, ends up costing the patient either time out of work, persistent pain, or or even deterioration of their clinical condition. Um, It also secondarily creates a bit of a burden and a barrier on our office staff who have to provide clinical documentation that we provide to them, to our insurance carriers that would uh, document. Treatment that the patient has received that would warrant either advanced imaging because their condition didn't get better or deteriorated, or in cases that require surgery, to ask for authorization for uh, surgical procedures. So, from a, from our perspective, it really ends up becoming a burden that's borne by our patients. Uh, and we actually conducted a study. Our group, the State Orthopedics, I uh, conducted a study in April two thousand twenty-two where we surveyed our members across New York State uh, with their experiences as it related to prior authorization and the insurance companies. Uh, and nearly everyone res- that responded reported some delay in care, debilitation, and pain with the patients. And specifically, uh, those who responded, 90%, 97% of them felt that this, the whole idea of authorization really didn't Pan out very well in terms of just end up denying care to our patients. Eighty-eight uh, percent of patients abandoned care completely. Ninety-four developed a deterioration of their prognosis uh, and uh, quality of their life. Uh, another ninety-six sustained increased pain and symptoms, and uh, about ninety percent experienced a delayed return to employment uh, due to prior authorizations uh, delays. So, it the impact on patients is substantial. Uh, and unfortunately the, the patient is the one that pay, pays for it and now in addition one of the challenges that we face when it comes to prior authorization is the insurance companies have physician panels that review these cases and and the majority of times the the physicians that review these cases aren't orthopedic surgeons so they're not necessarily practitioners who understand the science or the medicine behind the conditions that we treat. And while once we get on the phone with one of these providers and explain the nature of the person's injury and the need for surgical repair or advanced imaging, they get it. And oftentimes they authorize after a phone call, but unfortunately, this ends up becoming a bit of a disruption in our schedule because many times they're done during the day when you have patients in the office. So not only are you uh, working with an insurance company that's now delaying care to your patients who are in need of uh, uh, advanced treatment, you're also kind of delaying the the patients that you're seeing in the office who are there for some of the same reasons. So it creates a burden on all levels, but primarily, you know, with the data that we had you know, from our study in 2022, and I think even the AMA did a study the year before that showed similar findings uh, where patients just sort of give up. And, you know, for, for many people, that's just not really an option, particularly if it's something that impacts their ability to live life and, and, and work at a time when they need to to work. So that the, you know, for us, it's really the impact on the patients. And like I said, secondarily, the 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 added uh, amount of work that's required for our, our employees to uh, put these authorizations through.
0: Well, there's legislation kicking around the Capitol that would uh, essentially give a way around uh, prior authorization for doctors who have, I think, for lack of a better word, a good track record of having the course of action that they're recommending uh, approved by insurers. So can you talk a little bit about that legislation that uh, your group's pushing?
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, Senator Niels Breslin and Assemblyman John McDonald have uh, separate bills, both in the Senate and the Assembly, uh, respectively, that they've described as the gold card program, which, as you just alluded to, would provide an exemption from prioritization for those groups and practitioners who have an at least 90 percent approval for prior authorization in over a six month period. So, we, you know, we're very much in favor of that in that that would really eliminate a good majority of the slowdown and barriers that we see with prior authorization. So it's, it's a way of, of looking at a group's track record. And, you know, we, we agree and we think it's fair that, you know, the groups get assessed every six months, because if we fall below that 90%, then maybe we aren't doing something that we should be doing. But for the most part, most, of the times the authorization goes through but this would at least it, it would facilitate and improve the likelihood that the delays that we're seeing um would would be less and that, that 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 those numbers would hopefully uh drop down so it's a it's a bill that we're uh quite in favor of both the senate and the assembly side and i think it's gotten good support and both senator president and uh assembly member john mcdonald uh, have been in support we've met with them uh on several occasions, and uh, they are uh, in agreement with how we feel, and, and obviously, you know, their constituents who, who end up bearing the burden of these delays. Uh, so we're hopeful that this will continue to move through both uh, the Senate and the Assembly and become uh, put into law in the next year or so.
0: Insurers hold up prior authorization as an important check on healthcare providers, not necessarily prescribing courses of treatment that are necessary, but are things that, uh, you know, they just want to do maybe to comfort a patient. But it seems like ensuring that uh, 90% threshold is in place consistently uh, serves as a deterrent for that type of behavior.
1: Yes. And I think that there, there probably are some outliers, as you allude to, that some of these studies are done um and to be perfectly frank, I think sometimes these images are uh, the advanced imaging and things like that are done. Uh, and this is a whole separate other topic, you know, as it relates to medical liability, right. Where, you know, physician, uh, may be concerned about a particular individual, their diagnosis and want to get an advanced imaging to make sure that they're not missing anything. And so those are outliers obviously. Uh, and, 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 you know, with that, that may not necessarily be rectified with this uh, you know, gold card bill, but I think as orthopedic surgeons who are, are high users of advanced imaging and surgery are fairly judicious when it comes to selecting those imaging studies and surgery. Uh, so we appreciate at least that recognition that the legislature understands that for those who are, are practicing good medicine, appropriate medicine, this this bill would be an effective tool to help them practice the way they've been practicing.
0: Well, unfortunately that's all the time we have. We've been speaking with John DePreta. He is the past president of the New York State Society of Orthopedic Surgeons and he is an orthopedic surgeon practicing in the capital region. Dr. DePreta, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Dave. It's been a pleasure and uh, feel free to reach out anytime.
0: And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org. Or wherever you download your favorite podcasts and if you listen to us from an apple device make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show
1: for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local, state, and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.